and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Halden. And Benjamin Halden. Hello, Lucy Halden and Benjamin Halden. This is going to be an episode where we record a time capsule to our future selves. It's going to be an episode where we give ourselves insight into where we currently are in life, where we want to explore, what we want to try and develop. Can you stop kicking that wire, please? Sorry. (laughs) And tangled in it. (laughs) Talk about the goals that we may have for the future and the way that we are currently kind of wired and our mindsets are at this current time to reflect on when we're at a future point in life. And delivering those questions that we're going to deliberate on is Mr. Callum Hibbard. The one and only. Hello, everybody. You're going to hear a little bit more of me than normal this week. It it feels like we're being interviewed by the camera. Mm. Because if you're watching, if you're not watching, go and watch on YouTube and Spotify. But me and Ben usually sit opposite each other. It's really weird. I feel like I I need to keep turning my head to look at you, but I can't because the mic's in front. So I feel like with Ben being next to me, it's really odd. It's kind of like we're having a interview process. You feel interrogated. I feel a bit interrogated. I, I think that I'm, I'm used to this because it's the way that I shoot all of my YouTube videos. Mm. Do you need me to maybe move in front of you so you're not like looking over to my way? Yeah. We can do, can't yeah, yeah, thanks, over. Just move that out of the way. Oh, God. It's all going wrong. We're causing havoc. We've never done this before. Yeah. This is an on-the-fly setup. Yeah, it's best like that. On-the-fly. I do like it, though. I feel like it's very woo Straight in your, I can't not stare in that camera lens. People are going to be watching it thinking, Lucy, stop staring at me. That's fine. It's a time, it's time capsule to yourself. Pretend today you're speaking to your future self. Yep. Do you know what would also be nice as a time capsule? Capsule? Capsule. How do you say that? Capsule. Capsule is where you put something in a box and you bury it and you put it in the ground and then you dig it up like 10 years later. Okay, first question, what would you put in that box? I'd put in the box a... Letter that Ben wrote to me when we first got together. I still, I've still, I've already kind of got the box. I've got a lot of sentimental things in the box, so I could just bury it. So a lot of the things we first did together, first dates, first movies, first whatever, letters we wrote to each other, cards, things we've done. Um, but I'd maybe put other things in there, like maybe my ultra medal, not my wedding ring, but like something to do with the wedding you know, that sort of thing. And then if you looked at it and then you'd write something yeah. on it. If it had to be from this year, if it had to be three things from this year that you'd want your per- yourself in 10 years to find, what would they be? Three things. A yeah. replica of my wedding ring. Because <laughs> I can't put the wedding ring in. A replica of the wedding ring. The letter, the first letter Ben ever wrote to me. From the last year though. Okay. Has Ben written you a nice letter this year? Yeah, you do write me a lot of, like I put a nice card in mm-hmm. that Ben's written. And I'd also maybe a copy of my dad's speech from the wedding. That'd be nice. That'd be a good one. Ben, mm. three things. Is this going to a previous self or a future, no, future self? future self. In 10 self. years. You and you're how old are you now? 31. So you'll be 41. What What three things do you want? 41. Couldn't fit a handle in there. No. Too oh, too but you cut a picture of the handles. Yeah. You could put a picture of the handles in. Mm. Hopefully I'll have the Guinness World Records certificate by then. That'd be oh, good. Oh yeah, full So I could put that in. I would put in... I thought one for you. Go on. One of the cigars that you had made for the wedding. Yeah, that's a very good idea. I was trying to think of something to do with the wedding that wasn't yeah. the ring. That's, <laughs> that's a good idea. So yeah, definitely one of the cigars. And then one final thing for this year. Your wedding speech. Maybe no, I've already got a wedding one. I had two. The wedding was so pivotal. It was. At this moment. A steak? No, I'm joking. 
an avocado. <laughs> <Just> steak. <laughs> an avocado. Why? Pot of oil. Because you're doing keto. But then eat avocados very rarely. I do. I, if I was a ketogenic person, I would have an avocado a day. Good for you. I would have an avocado. I have an avocado a day anyway, and then I'm not even in keto. I have an avocado a day. Do you day. have to be keto to have an avocado? Do you know why it is, though? Because when, when there's any ever advertisement or anything to do with keto, they always show an avocado yeah. because it's high in fat. That's all it is. Low in it's high, it's high I think, fine. It has no carbs. I, do you know what I put in just because it reminded me of the the whole dish, yeah. Mm. One of those soft, gooey, baked cookies that we used to buy every <laughs> night in the hotel. Yeah. I used to bring them back every night. Lucy go upstairs and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to the toilet. And I go downstairs to the lobby and buy one of those gooey, squishy cookies. Yeah, they were they were in our Disney hotel. But yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet and I'm thinking. But you know, you know pro- a proper, almost like homemade one. It, it was weight of a brick. It was great. That is kind of the realm of America though, isn't it? That is America. Everything is excessively large in terms of food consumption. And the people. That's, I mean... No, they are. Their population is over 50% obese. I think it's more. I think it's 69% of the American population is obese. I think it's overweight. I don't know if it's obese. Uh, Yeah, overweight. You're right, Carl. Stat check, Mikel. Population, America. But we have spoke about this actually... In terms of America, there were people who were turned away from the roller coasters because they couldn't fit in the Do you know that roller coaster chair safely. Started to complain about the roller coasters now. What that the seats are too small. Yeah, I think we were being very kind to America. I've just looked at the stats. Yeah. So forty-two percent have obesity, thirty point seven are overweight, which means seventy-two percent of Americans are obese yeah. or overweight. Seventy-two. Mm-hmm. Is that that's not just adults? Is that everybody? It's all, it's all yeah. This is this is the kind of thing when people talk about the bar has never been set lower to be great. This is the reason why is because we the, especially America. It's just such a deteriorating state in terms of health and and, and obesity. Yeah. I think they know that. Like surely they know they know that the food in the supermarkets we were shocked weren't we but knowing and doing is two have different like things have like 5 litres of honey you could buy this is why it's not just a thing of oh just be more motivated though it's the environment that a lot of people are living in is a big kind of dictator in what people I mean look at the size the portion size when we go compared to here the cheesecake factory I was ill for 3 days after the cheesecake factory and we, and we shared a piece of cheesecake didn't we I had a naughty four cheese pasta though, didn't I? I did a naughty four cheese if pasta. I went, if I went there I now. I had the shits for like three days. Oh, well, I had a bad stomach and I could have had a bowl of granola the other day. Imagine if I went there now. <laughs> we need, so we're going back to Florida, Disney trip. It's technically our honeymoon. We need to tell, we need to tell the people it's our honeymoon. They might do something special. I've already been doing it on a few bookings already. Have you? Yeah. We did that the year of our engagement and then we also went back the next year and we said, we oh, engaged. we just got engaged. Got the freebies. <laughs> Give you free champagne. Nothing tastes as good as free. Uh, um, I've lost my trail of thought now. Okay, should we okay, just move on yeah. some questions then? Okay, so the first question that you're going to put into your time capsule this year is, which two personal goals have you hit this year and tell us one that you've missed in the last year? Two personal goals that you've hit. Can you just press my mouse on there, Carl? Because all my goals are on there. Do you know what's weird? I haven't hit any personal goals this year yet. Did you not get married? Yeah, but I don't know. That was a personal goal. I don't know. That was. I wasn't a goal to get married. Okay. Would you class it as a goal? 
That was just a life thing I've always wanted is to get married. But actually, yeah, maybe a life thing. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I was more so thinking all the stuff that I have planned is as of October onwards. So it's back end of the year. It's, the, it's October, November, December, like the things that I have planned. But yeah, I have one. Okay. Getting married. So then your 2023 goals, you want to quickly go over them? 2023 goals. Um, Business-wise, I would say we definitely hit one of the goals in terms of working with a company and a partnership, which is huge for us. And that's obviously the Hyrox partnership. And that was a huge goal for us because we started it in January or was even December. We started that thing a whole long time ago. And then to actually see that come through and go in and done what it's done in terms of the app and my coach and the Hyrox collaboration, that is a massive, massive goal. But then in terms of fitness goals, I've not actually achieved anything yet. <laughs> Which is really, I've not achieved anything I wanted to achieve yet. High Rocks Worlds actually was a goal. Yeah. There we go. High Rocks Worlds and the wedding. They're my two. Okay. And then one you've missed. Have you missed any goals? London Marathon and I had to pull out. Yeah, there we go. That was rough. That was really a shit time. Why did you pull out? I had an injury that I tried to run through for 10 weeks. Because I, I think what's really hard when... It was also doing it for charity is really hard because then you're kind of committed. The only reason I got a place was because I was doing it for charity. So I didn't want to pull out. I only pulled out a week before because I thought I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And Ben's going, you can't even run for two kilometers. And I was really frustrated in America. And he's like, you're not going to be able to. And I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. So pulling out of that, because London's such a big marathon, it's so hard to get in. I got a charity space. I got injured and I was injured for three months and I tried to still run for those three months, which was a really poor decision. But I wanted to do it so much and then pulled out a week before. Rough. Go on, Ben. I've got quite a big list of goals on my... I keep them on my screen. Yeah. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. I won't be able to read them all either and I won't share them all with you but I made a, a spreadsheet it was called Year of the Man it was a, a year for me where I really wanted to step up because I think this is the year that we talked about having kids or starting to try and have kids so I really wanted to ground my characteristics the way that I act my mannerisms to cement them into like the man that I want to be moving forward to set a good example as a parent as well I think uh, so a couple of goals that are on there. I want I wanted to have my first Muay Thai fight. I don't think I'll do that until the start of next year now. Um, the High Rocks program that Lucy was speaking about, that was a big goal ticked off. I wanted to do another, another running event and achieve something in running. But I think I've replaced that with a, a different challenge, which is the world record. So although mm. I didn't do that, and I think this is also quite good for people to realise if you, you haven't failed something you can you've just done something else sometimes people think they've failed because oh, i haven't ticked that off my list but if you reflect back you might have done something else or achieved something else which you didn't even think about just because it wasn't written down so that's a probably useful tool to do business-wise yeah the high rock stuff we started to move into some corporate health stuff which has been good so what was one business two personal two, well two personal goals and then just, just one that missed. have you missed any goals this year one that I've missed. You could say I've missed the Muay Thai fight. Mm. I've also missed some of my goals to do with like my my own personal growth online. I, but I set like astronomical growth goals for that so that if I hit under it, it's like aim for the 
the infrasound hit the moon mm-hmm. kind of vibe. So I've definitely underdone some of the personal stuff to do with social media. But one of the things I've, I've been reflecting on, we were speaking about this morning, was I'm just enjoying spending less time on social media, enjoying spending less time on my phone mm. and more time to being present doing stuff. And I think that's why I enjoy doing podcasts because it's less time looking at a screen and just speaking to people and communicating with people rather than me communicating just with the camera, which is a lot nicer. Um, and then, pardon. We got married. We did, but that wasn't the goal. I knew that was happening anyway. <laughs> if that wasn't really a goal, was it? I was like, I'd, I'd booked it I in. I mean, a life... Yeah, it's not a life goal of mine to get married, but it's a lovely. What do you call it? I don't know. A milestone. A milestone. Yeah, it's a milestone. It's not an ambition, it is. It's a milestone. That's exactly what it is. Can I just interrupt slightly? Do you, as we're talking to your future self in five years' time, do you think yourself five years ago would have found the news that you are now a Gymshark athlete to be the biggest news that could have happened? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. And how do you feel about it now? Because um, it's not the be all and end all. It's not. Year, is it? I think it's it's a nice. It's what it is now. It's a real nice, almost supplementation to what I'm doing, and it's nice to be recognised. But I Ben four years ago would give all his self worth to be at that point. I think that was probably what I was quite focused on becoming and being, probably because you were as well. Whereas I think probably over the last two or three years, I just gave up on it. I was like, it's not it's not going to happen. And I'm, I'm at the point where I don't really care if it happens, which probably meant it became even more likely because what I was producing was focused on myself and helping other people, which then gave more value. And then it was like that circle of, well, you get noticed more because you're doing more good. So yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. It, it, was, a, it was quite a, a big thing to happen, but... Uh, wasn't planned again just another nice thing that came out of working hard this year and, and I think a lot of people can probably take the message home from that is that if you focus on yourself and focus on becoming a better version of yourself good things or better things will, will happen mm-hmm. I, think that, I, I think you can relay that to a lot of people ask questions about oh, how do you find your ideal partner how do you find the perfect partner because I believe that's what I found in life and I think the way that you can do that is by becoming the best first date you can Interesting, because that that's how you you don't go out looking for the perfect partner I think you attract the perfect partner yeah we we really randomly met very randomly nearly didn't meet as well that's so random actually we're just speaking about that so the guy who basically made me and Lucy meet messaged me yesterday so the day before we were going to get married we were looking hell for leather on social media typing typing his name everywhere couldn't find him on instagram couldn't find him on facebook reached out to old friends do you know where mo is so there's this big uh, big master guy a surgeon or a doctor yeah and he's a fighter as well isn't he yeah he's really cool nice guy and we were trying to find him the day before we got married because i basically wanted to thank him for if it wasn't for him me and lucy wouldn't have ever met and he randomly just messaged me yesterday when we got when we got the wedding photos back, like literally yeah. afterwards, he just yeah. messaged, came up, his, his username was like Beast from the East. And I was like, is this Mo? Because he messaged me saying, oh, randomly just thought I'd message you. 
I was like, that is so strange because we're looking for the wedding photos. And I was trying to message you just to say thank you because you're such a big pinnacle point in the moment in, in me and Lucy even meeting. Yeah, so, we would have never met. Yeah, give, give the listeners a little bit of context. Yeah, so it was like six years ago, myself and Ben met. And we were both invited to this event called FitCon. It's kind of like a body power, but it was in London the first year they'd ever done it. And Mo had asked me to go. And I was a bit like, no, like I don't, I don't know anyone. I don't, I don't really want to go. I kind of just started in the fitness space, hadn't I? Mm-hmm. I think I'd hit like 10k followers at the time. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to take the plunge. I'm going to just go for it. And you also went. So Ben went as well. And we met at the train station. Um, we were with other people at the time. Um, we had other relationships, other partners. He messaged me about that yesterday as well. The same what? Uh, he said. But when me and Ben met, there was just like, we just got on really, really well. Like instantly we had a lot in common. We just had, we just, we just had a lot of similarities. Um, but that is how we met because I went to this event invited by Mo. Oh, he's messing me again. And I nearly didn't go. And I'm so thankful that I did. Um, I remember honestly, I was looking through the pictures, filled my heart with such pride. You are, you are the same person. Honestly, buzzing when I heard the news. I actually had a wedding gift. I wanted to send. Oh, we need to see. Honestly, the fact he messaged, yeah, but it was, we really, really tried to find his like Instagram, his Facebook, reached out to other people. It was like two days before the wedding because we were kind of reflecting, thinking he is actually the reason we met and we want to thank the person we, Mm -hmm. who who put us in contact with each other. So the fact he messaged yesterday. So random. It's just magical. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. All right, perfect. Um, okay, so next question, guys, for the time capsule. Where do you want to be in five years' time, personally, and where do you want to be professionally? So that you'll be 2028. 20, I'll be 31. Yeah. So where do you want to be personally? That actually makes me feel a bit sick. I'll, that's be, all ben, I'll be Ben's age. Okay, um, maybe kick me when I'm down. Five years. I really want, I don't know why this is like a little passion project for me, and it is kind of professionally, like we'll still be doing my coach. Um, I think we'll mainly be just doing the podcast, which is what I really hope to be doing in five years is predominantly just doing the Not So Fit Couple podcast, wherever it may be. I'd hope to be working with a company. We already do work with them, but more so like with Spotify and really intertwine with that. We'd still be a big part of my coach app. Um, but I really want to start a not-for-profit for, but like I'm thinking big for young girls um, getting them into sport, like grassroots, not a specific sport, so not like football or rugby or something. All sports, I want to be that person as like a role model to younger girls, whether it's through they don't have the accessibility, they don't have the funds. I want to fund it. I don't know what it is yet, but that's what I can see myself doing. And that's all on like a business level. I also hope to have two or three children of my own. And have a house in Florida. Yeah, that's a cool one. So the kids, yeah. having three, two or three gorgeous boy, boys or girls, and <clears throat> really do want a house in Florida, which we would, I mean, also kind of a business thing because I want that as an investment project to do it up in Airbnb when we're not in Florida. I say Florida, we would literally go to that house for Disney. Um, but no, that that's I think that's me from like a personal and professional level mm-hmm. let's go then personal again we spoke about this this morning and i think it was because 
you'd been away at the weekend at a farm. Hmm. I really like the idea of living on a farm or living on a ranch. And if you'd asked me this four or five years ago, I couldn't think of anything worse. I wanted to be in the most modern home. Yeah, you are. With everything like digital <laughs> and clean and whatever. And I think the more time that I spend online, the more it pushes me towards being in places that are quiet, that are traditional, that are close to nature. Um and I think a farm. I think maybe because we've lived around this area, and there's more farms and stuff as well. And when we go to London and we come back to here, I just re- I love it. It makes me feel different. It makes me feel like a sense of home, and it makes me feel content when I'm around those things. And I like being around more places like that. I think that's. I like it. Just maybe this is me getting old, but I like the simple things. That's what's really. Do you hit want me. to be a farmer though? No. I'd absolutely live on the farm with you and the ranch. I mean, I, 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 don't w- think, I wouldn't want to actually farm. I don't think I'd have any issue with it. I like doing hard things. I think I think farming is hard physically as well and like mentally. And I, I think I'd be up for a challenge. Um, am I going to become a farmer? Probably not. I think I'd enjoy, I'll enjoy going when we go to Texas as well, enjoying that and then and experiencing that kind of lifestyle. Because mm. uh, I, th- I think certain parts you go there are... Uh, a very old worldy as well in the way that they are. So, I mean, that doesn't probably explain a, a lot about what I want to do personally. But yeah, um, it's still a personal. It's not my goal though. I don't want to. I don't want to live on a farm. But I think that element <laughs> of life of peeling back further away from spending a lot of my time at the moment in a digital space. I've really enjoyed. This is why I've really enjoyed doing probably even more so than you because one of my goals is to PT ten people for free at some point and just do them and well not for free they'll still be charged but all the money will go to charity um i've enjoyed putting on the free high rocks and running clubs that we run every sunday now so the my kids run club yeah that's so because i i've got a piece of paper over there and i broke down the weekend what my what my why is and what my sole purpose is and the two things that really i drilled down in was i want to be i want to be remembered as useful that's one thing i want to be remembered for so one of the girls, a couple of girls came up after the run club the other week and just said, it's amazing that you're giving up your time for free, not charging people, spend an hour out your Saturday to come and coach people for the run club. And she just said, it's like, it's so useful to us and it's so good. And that's what I just, I felt useful. And that filled me with pride and happiness that I don't get from a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is I really enjoy just watching people work hard. So w- when I'm like at the run club, for example, shout out to Sam Knight, one of our my coach members. She just turns up every single week, and it doesn't matter if she's uh, first, last, if she's tired, if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's rained. She just she turns up every single week, and she just gets on with it. And she turns up, she puts hundred percent in, and she goes home. Mm. And I just really like. That I just I, I like someone work watching someone work hard. It's like when we drive past people on the street and I see people running in the street. Something inside me, yes. I get I, it gets my juices flowing. It gets energy going. So I think that's why I still like the concept of potentially having a gym space, which would be a big space for like members. Because one, I like people seeing people work hard, and two, I like being useful. So that's potentially like a business and personal one merge into one but i also absolutely love doing this so i think the podcast is going to be something that will be forever part of our future and something that i really want to scale and touch more people with so that can only be done if you share to more people 
one thing we've always said that we want to do, but I think this will be when we're 45 plus or what, whatever age your kids move out when you're kind of like a free soul. It's going to move out when they're 10. No, what Get age out. is that? Off. No, when our kids are like, obviously over the age that whenever they choose to move, they could live with me for as long as they like. But Get a grip. No, um, whenever our kids have jobs and they've moved out and they have their own houses and things like that, whatever age that may be, um, we really want a camper van. We want to follow in the footsteps of my mum and dad because they are fucking living their best. I tell you what, they are living their best life and Sorry. it makes me so excited. I don't know if I'm sold in this dream yet of the camper van life. I don't think I've agreed to it. We have, you did agree. I think you've decided it and then you've kind of put... But can if I, I bought I, a camper van, you're okay. not going to say no. I won't tell you who this quote was by yet, but what do you think about this? Because I've reflected on this in different ways. I wouldn't go on a holiday to stay somewhere that wasn't better than the place that I live. Yeah, but it is better. I okay, sorry, no, continue. No, both. It's I open did, to I debate. Just, I've I've been on holidays to absolute dumps, and it's been the best trip I've ever had. Yeah. Costa Rica. I was staying in a house that didn't have showers. It had a bucket, and the entire Spanish family who didn't know a word of English. I didn't know how to speak Spanish at the time. Literally washed in a bucket, and it yeah. was the best trip I've ever mm. been on by a country country mile. Yeah, I, I've done some real... I think Nepal's going to be... Nepal's going to be dirty. Um, and it probably one of the best things i ever do in my whole entire life. But I also, I love the idea of just pulling up in a camper van, go off and run, go off and cycle, and then pull up somewhere else, and then pull up somewhere else. Like, mum and dad are doing a two-month trip. Do-do-do-do, going all around Europe. And then they just, they cook in the van, they look outside at the view, don't have a lot of phone signal... Don't really, then they're just, mm. I, that to me, I, well, I'm going to buy the van. I will be buying the van. I'll Whether it's like it. in 20 years time and you are going to be forced in that van. Mm. I'll be forced to drive go. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been in the van once before on a long trip with mum and dad and we did Italy and all the Dolomites. So when I was a bit small, so I fitted in the van, small, I was 18. Um, and driving that van is the scariest thing you'll ever do so you will be designated driver of the van that i purchase yeah i can see both sides of it. i can see some people who maybe work in a stressful environment all they want is luxuries so they just want some they want to go and stay somewhere which is like they're just weighted on hand and foot and they don't do anything but i think you will lose a lot more than you gain by having that mindset because you will lose out on one of the biggest things i think you can get from holidays which is culture I don't think you can, you will experience as much culture if you're willing to kind of delve into the traditions and the things that happen on like street food or like shows or seeing local people at local markets and those kind of things that you get from the different styles or elements of living. Um, so I think you you lose out on a lot of experiences through having that mindset. I'm pretty sure it was Frank Lampard and Stephen Podcast who said it. Yeah. But like, Frank Lampard's a multi-billionaire. He doesn't want to go and sit yeah, in a, in a yeah. backpack around Europe. And that's what I mean, but that's why I'm, I would don't hold it against him. But everyone can spend their time how they wish to spend it. Yeah, yeah. And you can we can look down on people and go, oh, what a snob. Well, again, he's a multi-millionaire. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with his money. Yeah. And he, he operates in a very high stressful environment when he's a football manager. So he wants to go around, he wants to go away and be massaged and be pedicured and don't know whatever else he does, then but fine. my mum and dad's van is lovely. Yeah. Yeah, but I Fra think Frank's, ben, not, Frank's not jumping in your mum and dad's van, babe. Ben, you're going to love the van. I'm not saying that I'm not going to love it. I'm just at this moment in time. It's just not 
So Will maybe in the time capsule, maybe I'll listen back to the time capsule and go, Ben, do you know what? Lucy was right. She, the van was the, the was the play. So right, I will be buying it anyway. So you're going to have to come. Mm-hmm. We have nothing else to do. Okay. All right. So next question, guys. What, uh, we'll go to Ben first on this one, maybe. What was the best memory you have had of your parents over the last year? This weekend. Just gone. Go on and talk about it. Why? It, it's weird because I th- again I've been I've been thinking a lot about even when you were away I was thinking about this I was thinking about things that I've always wanted um, like having a home gym like the sauna and the ice bath that set up and then I was I was doing it when you were away and I get nowhere near as much enjoyment just from doing it on my own it's great still having it but the enjoyment comes from spending and doing those things with other people. And I think it's the same with having, a, like I love my cars and really nice fast cars, but it's nice to drive and have and conversate with someone else. It's the people that make those experiences even more enjoyable. And it's the same with the sauna. Like, oh yeah, it was great me sitting in the sauna, but <clears throat> me and Kyle sat in the sauna last week, had some great conversations, had sat with Ash whose wedding we're flying out to next week we spoke about the wedding we had a lot of conversations that potentially guys wouldn't have just from sitting in there I can't sit on my phone in there but the best one yeah, was at, at the weekend was with my dad so this weekend in the home gym I did my first personal training session with my dad and went through the session really, with him like really drilled nice. in loads of things that he can do at home we just had an hour bonding and just doing a personal training session. And it, it, it's probably the only reason now, <clears throat> one of the only reasons why I've got the home gym is I went into detail about the speech that I, did, I gave at the wedding about how my dad saved my business and saved my personal training business to then be able to give back to my dad who saved my business was just quite overwhelming thinking about it at the time. And then we got a sauna and ice bath together, uh, just sat, sat and chat in the sauna for half an hour then we watched the Everton game together and um, yeah it was one of the most wholesome weekends I think I've had in a, a long time to be able to give back to someone who's given me so much in his life like he turned up to and took me to every football game every Sunday stood on the touchline in the piss and rain and watched and shouted and encouraged me and it's done a lot for me in life I think it's nice to be able to give back to your parents at some point and that doesn't have to be in terms of like financial monetary just me being able to help my dad with his health in later life is a, is a big big thing for me because I want him to be around for as long as possible and have as good a quality of life as possible. So that was probably one of the best weekends I've had like with my parents. Okay, Liz, the best memory you've had with your parents over the last year? One. Did we not get two? One. No, just get one. Give us one. The best. The wedding. Like, so there was one moment um there's actually loads of moments the first time my dad saw me. That look. Oh my God. He was just like stunning. He, I was like, did you expect this dress? And he was like, it's absolutely beautiful. It's you. And I was like, Clive, oh my God. And there's some really gorgeous pictures that we got of his first reaction. Um, Walking down the aisle, I started to cry and he just like whispered in my ear. He was like, yeah, yeah. So like, just take it all in. I was like, okay. And I stopped crying. And then when we sat at the table, the wedding breakfast, I could like, I was like earwigging my mum and dad's conversation because my dad was sat to the left of me and my mum was on his left and my dad just turned to my mum and said is this everything you dreamed and more for your daughter's wedding 
And my my mum's eyes just like filled up and she just nodded. And I kind of like put my head around. I was like, oh, <laughs> I literally, because that must be so strange for your, like your youngest daughter to have her dream. It was my dream. It was my dream wedding. Like I, I think as a girl, you, I have anyway, I've always thought about getting married and you don't, when you're younger, you don't know who it's going to be to. And then you do know and you realise you're marrying this person and planning the wedding was so exciting for me because it's everything I ever dreamt of and more. And then when Ben arrived at his own wedding and saw what it was like, it it was just so, it was so special. So when mum was like, this is it, this is, this is Lucy, like this is, mm. yeah, that was really special. I haven't even got kids and I, all I can think about is that you would want your child to have a happy life and to just do well or feel content. So for your mum and dad to turn off that day and just be like, this is like everything that we could have wanted for her. It must have been one of the most content moments that they'd have, like to watch their daughter be happy and have like make good life choices. Because I think one of the things that comes natural probably with having children is just worrying, just worrying all the time that thing, all things going to work out. Just to see things on that day kind of all contextualise and come to life must have just been such a euphoric moment for... Do you know what is funny? When, when me and Ben first got together, <laughs> it's like five years ago, I went out for dinner with my mum, dad and Meg. It was for someone's birthday. Jen, we all went out for dinner. I was like... Yeah, I've just started working with um with this guy called Ben. Um, we kind of have like a connection, like and my I'd had deep conversations with my mum about it because and Ben's open openly said about this story when he moved from the police into PT and he was making three hundred pounds a month. Could you imagine my mum and dad? They would have been like, "Oh, your dad was hating he has, me." As in, like Ben didn't really have a you didn't really have a job at the time. You just started. No, no, you just started. You left the place. That was my job. No, I was but, in there yeah. for 14 hours per day. Yeah. But we had open conversations about everything. And then I was like, I'm going to give all my time and work with him on it. So I think mine would have probably thinking, oh, 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 no. Like, she's going to be fine. But it, it we did go through a lot of rocky patches in the first couple of years of business, as you do. And it's really, it must be really hard as a parent to see your kids struggling so much we went through some rough patches together so i think on the wedding when everything was like together they would have been like wow like that's it all worked out mm-hmm. in the end because when i we just really went through some hard times and obviously your parents know about the hard times and they're there and they're supporting you but they almost can't do anything so to see us on the wedding like together and really happy and working everything was just yeah Good times. Yeah. Okay. Um, so can you just briefly for your future self outline a average day in your life? Let's let's take a Wednesday. How far in the future what, are we what going? What we would like it to no, look no, no, like no, no, or what no, no. it currently looks like. Is. Like detail a day in your life right now for your so we'll go from waking up to falling asleep. Say a Wednesday. What's an average Wednesday for you? Am I going? Do you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. Wednesday, wake up, <clears throat> probably 6 a.m. 6 a.m. to 6.15. And then mm-hmm. I'll get up, make a peppermint tea, read a chapter, or for 15 minutes, chapters are fairly short at the moment. And then I will jump into my admin tasks, 
then I'll train. Then maybe I use the ice bath after train or before train. So that's the current setup. And then after that, we'll crack in some work. Usually it's preparing for the podcast and then we'll shoot a podcast around midday. And then I'll crack on with other tasks. I usually look over at some point, Cal's on a meeting with the dev team. Uh, and then at the moment, I'm keto, so I'll have some meat or eggs. Avocado. Yeah. And then around five o'clock, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a walk around where we live at the moment, which is Sorgal. And then later on, I'll sometimes do a bit more work, depending on what I've got on, because I don't work very well in like the late afternoon. And then we'll watch like a film or something, won't we? See, that day doesn't sound like super entertaining, but again, me and Carl were speaking about this the other day, about the perfect day. I think for me, the perfect day is a day that I go and I've worked hard and I've achieved some things or maybe achieved nothing and go, that was a good day though. Mm. And it's the perfect day that's repeatable. The perfect day that could happen every day, not just a perfect day that could happen every day for the rest of your life, not just once in your life. Shall I do a Wednesday as well or shall I do a different day? What are you feeling? Do you I'll do a Monday. Let's go Monday. Monday morning, I wake up at 6.45. I don't get up at 6. Way too early for me that. I'm, whoa, no one need my sleep. 6.45, sometimes I snooze till 7, sometimes half 7. I will not lie to you. I struggle. struggle. I, I, I try not to hit a snooze. I just don't, I don't like the habit of hitting no, snooze. I don't, but I don't like hitting snooze, but my fucking head hitting that Shall pillow. I, shall I beat you out of bed then until you go? Yeah. Okay. So get up at 6.45. You heard it here first. I then go into my dressing room and I get my dressing gown and I put my dressing gown on. Ben's already in the office. So I come waddling in really tired and we'll have a Sorry to interrupt you. I always actually send you a, a message every morning on WhatsApp before you get up. I send her a photo of me and her every morning uh, with like a little message on. Yeah, so ben, but I've not seen my phone yet. So I waddle into the office. Um, Ben's already obviously wide awake, so he does like a funny little dance. Um, we have a morning kiss and then I go downstairs. I will then pop the kettle on. On a Monday, I will have a peppermint tea. Sometimes it's coffee, but on Monday it's peppermint tea. I will then have my tea whilst reading and journaling. So I journal every single day and I write a lot about what's in the book. So if I find something really interesting, I write it in my book and expand on it. I do that for about 20 minutes. I then get my laptop out and I will predominantly do macro plans for the My Coach app. I'll go over all my emails and check what I've got in my diary for the day. Again, as Ben said, it's either ice bath before or after. It kind of depends. It's usually before. We do usually do it before. And then I've been training in the home gym. So I will hit hammies and glutes and an AMRAP on a Monday. And then we dive into the office and we do Monday meetings. We do a lot about the social plan. We have a Zoom call with other people from the My Coach app team. And when I say we, it's Cal, myself and Ben, and we all do it. We have a really good meeting. We go over everything for the past week just gone. A lot of the time on a Monday, it's kind of just a shit mix. Um, it is, isn't it? It's just a lot of meetings. Something might crop up with the app. We tend to have more of our better ideas at the start of the week. And we'll really go over everything. Sometimes I might randomly book myself in for a massage, which I will be doing this evening. We'll go for a walk, five o'clock. Walk up to co-op a lot of the time because we are terrible at doing food shops. So we go and get some food. It's a bad habit. It's a bad habit. We walk back with our bags Come back, chill. Go sit outside this evening because it's gorgeous weather. Going to sit in the sauna and then watch a film. 
that is it. And also in the day, I will have filmed in the gym probably like six videos and they can vouch for me. Six? I do film like six videos in yeah. one thing and then I will edit them within the hour. I'm a speed dean with my editing. You are a freak. But that is it. <clears throat> I mean, I really like life. Like I really love that's life. A good, that's a good thing to But that apply. sounds like a very basic standard day, but it's also kind of on our terms. Do you know what I mean? Like this morning, we were all just like, we're going to train. We were standing outside in the sun for like half an hour, ice bathing. Like, do you know what I mean? We, we can kind of, we're really good with timing. We work hard, but it is on our terms. And yeah, I, quite I, like th- that. I think it's a good thing. Sometimes if there's too much restraint, it limits creativity. Where there's a, if there's structure with, which allows flexibility. And I think that's a good thing as well. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, right, we're nearing the end. We've got three more questions, but some of them are a little bit faster than the others. Mm-hmm. So we'll. Um... You say this, Kyle, but we're talking about our life here, and it's ended up being. No, it's good. Fucking... It's good. Um, okay, so first question: How would you describe the last year in one sentence? You can think of it as you're speaking. It'd be like. <clears throat> so the last six months. The last year, we'll say three hundred and sixty-five days. One sentence. Why are you trying to think? Why are you trying to count? You've got five fingers. You're not going anywhere. No, I was just trying to think out. It's hard to it's hard to picture a sentence without saying it out loud. I think the I think the thing for me because there's not been loads of setbacks this year, but there's been a couple of things that just haven't gone the way that I planned, especially like the terms of the goals that are written written out. So I'll just take a it's not even a sentence, it's just a phrase that I'll take from the well record because that taught me a lot. Um and it's just a question of can I take one more step? And I'd follow that up with keep fucking moving. And that's how I describe this year. Just keep moving. Love it. And that was the uh, the old Hormozy message. Do one of zero. Mm. Do you want to come back to this, please? I can give you some other questions and then you can pop back. Yeah, I'll No, I think mine <laughs> Let's go. is just I really understand why I am the way I am. And like I do you know when you kind of have a reflection? Like I am quite I How can, can you how can you turn that into a sentence? Was that not a sentence? I understand. What? No, I I understand the way that I am now and my purpose. Yeah. So like <clears throat> I have very bad anxiety, and the past two months, whoa, can't talk about it without crying. So we're not going to talk about it. It's fine to be emotional. Like, did I explain that well? I think you could probably try and. I don't know how that. to articulate what I'm trying to say. Like I understand. I am like why I am the way I am. But pretend you're speaking about this to yourself in ten years' time. <laughs> um. So I overthink every situation. I worry about everything, and I almost have everything I've ever wanted at quite a young age. And it shocked me so much this past year. I had like severe self sabotage, like severe imposter syndrome. And just couldn't deal with anything. And it was almost kind of 
it got so good. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to lose everything. And I woke up every morning thinking I'm going to lose everything. And that was more so the past two months, but it's like realizing that I have worked so hard to be here and I'm allowed to be exactly where I'm supposed to be because my purpose, I think with what I'm like as a woman is to inspire people. I like, I, I love inspiring people and it could be in any sort of form. And it's like, okay, that I kind of worry about certain things, but it's not okay to the extent that I have been anxious. Like that's not okay. And we've nipped it in the bud. And that's been like a real pivotal realization moment for me that it's okay the way that I am, but I can control it. I'm so much more in control than I thought I was. Whereas sometimes I think with mental health, when it controls you, it's fucking, it's actually horrible. It's so hard to come out of it. But, but so that makes sense. I understand why I am the way that I am, but I know my purpose now and I can control it. Yeah. That's good. That makes sense. Yeah. That's great. Really, it's quite a hard yeah. thing to explain, but that is explainable. Yeah, Definitely. that is me. Okay. Um, so, quick fire favorites. I'm going to throw out a topic, and I just want to hear your favorite okay. thing. What is your favorite book, Lucy Davis? Chimps Paradox. Lucy Paradox. <laughs> ben. Essentialism. Okay. I've read it three times. Favorite TV show. Friends. Okay. <laughs> It's like a series. Stranger Things. Love it. Ooh. Your favourite song at the moment? At the moment? Yeah. Oh, at the moment. That's a good one. Like this week, what are you banging? What's going on? Oh, mine's embarrassing. No, let's hear it. Moana. <laughs> the whole playlist. I've had it. I listened to it for a four-hour flight. Yeah. Ben. I, I don't know if it's a song, but I... I know yours. Go on. Um, You're going to get it wrong. No, I'm not. Uh, I can't sing it though. Let's hear it. You say you've got it wrong. No, I can't. Oh, it's like noise, a little bit. My dad had it on on his iPod the other day, and I went, "Ben, Ben, Ben, this is your song." Ben, what's your favorite song at the moment? Disney ambience music. Oh. Uh, okay, that's true. So for everyone oh, who doesn't really know what that is, that. every time I come into the office in the morning, I am greeted by the sound of. Just Disney's Magic Castle and... Some, just, sometimes it's just people on the main street of Disney. It's like the ambience noise of people being there. And sometimes it just it's easy for me to focus because it's not me listening to lyrics and stuff. It's just background noise, yeah. which is yeah. puts me in a good mood because it's one of my favourite places to be and it helps me get good emotion. I don't know what it is. Yeah, because you've made it up. Let's move on. Okay, uh, last one. What is your current favourite exercise, Ben Holden? Ooh, pull-ups. Ooh. Same. I love a pull-up. The only shame is I get 20 and you get three. Mm. No, sorry. That's with a 20 (laughs) kilo weighted vest on. I can do 17. Strix pull-ups. Thank you. The reason we're speaking about this is because me and Lisa, we did a video this morning about pull-ups and weighted pull-ups. Yeah, because Ben's saying he can do 20 with a weighted vest on, I said I can do three. I did my three. He didn't do his 20, so... I was in the middle of doing a push workout, to be fair. I was training also. Okay. Uh, last semi-big question, and then we'll just kind of round out with one more. What are the big unanswered, or what is a big unanswered question that you have in your mind at the moment that you hope will be answered within the next five years? Wow. Oh, I... I mean, it's kind of an unanswered question. Yeah. I hope I can have kids. Can have them? Are you worried about that? Well, you don't. You don't yeah, know. You don't know. Yeah, I've sure. been on contraception. Mm. I will not know 
until we've tried. And do you know what I mean? Like I've never had like a pregnancy scare. Like I've never had yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've always been very cautious. Interesting. So I, that that to me is like a, that is a scary thing. And we, but then if we found out for whatever reason we couldn't do it naturally, we do every other, every yes. other mean of 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 it. Yeah, just just to address that because I think in last week's episode there's a couple of comments from people who maybe misinterpreted what I'd said, and someone even twisted my words and said something about if Ben, if you had a low sperm count, and someone kept saying to you, "Why haven't you had kids?" It would piss you off. Yeah, it would, but that's not what I was insinuating. My um, the, the podcast I watched it back. What I was speaking was about that. I think it's fine to to say, "Do you like to have kids?" or "Would you like to have kids?" And I'm not saying. I go, go, hi, my name's Ben. Would you like to have kids? And talking about people who I conversate with and like have friends, like we've done many a times when we're like around the friend's house, if we talk about kids, when we'd like to have kids, would you like to have kids? I think that is fine to to talk about, especially when the fact when we look at evolutionary psychology, the, the biggest theory of that is that we are here to spread our DNA and to have children. It's I think it's fairly natural to speak about the fact like if we would like to have kids. It's also okay, by the way, that that is Ben's opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's no right or wrong with it, by the way. People can have their and are entitled to their own opinion. I just think it's fine to conversate with friends and ask people if they would like to have children. Because I think it's, to me, it's such a joyful thing. It gives me such energy thinking about it. And I would like to speak about it. And of course, if people aren't comfortable speaking about it, that is also fine. And yeah, I just think because I made a point that I'd never questioned someone on social media, like people, random strangers said to me, oh, are you pregnant or do you want kids? I'm like, that's inappropriate. Okay, can I just put in again? I'm that, That's again not what I'm talking about. Oh, no, I know, but I think that's why mis people misinterpreted. Ben wasn't saying that. Ben was saying in a friendship group when you're talking to people. But also there were comments on that video saying, Ben, you are wrong. Ben wasn't wrong. He had an opinion that you disagreed with. Ben doesn't even agree with some of my opinions. It's not that I'm wrong or he's wrong. You just have different opinions. Which is great, by the way, as well. Yeah, that, that it's we literally... Have opinions. Like, he wasn't giving a fact statistic being, like, 50% of... And I'd be like, no, it's 49. That's when you can be right or wrong on a number. He was giving his opinion. I gave my opinion. So the comment saying Ben was wrong, he wasn't wrong. You just have a different opinion, and that is absolutely fine. Also, by the way, and this is something that I'm always open to. I'm not saying that it will happen with this, but... Me doing the time capsule now, I'm very much aware that in another five year time, I will have different views to what I have now. Because I, I can even look at a 20 year old Ben and some of the views that he had are very different to the views that I now have now. So I think it's, mm. I don't think I'll be apologetic for my views because they were what I believed in at that time. But I can say, do you know what, I've, I've now have different views and my views have changed. And it'll be interesting to even watch this back to see what I'll be thinking then. Ben used to hate keto. Yeah, I'm say keto. keto warrior. Yeah. Oh, a blood-sucking <laughs> vampire to a big old fillet. <laughs> All right, Ben. Um, so do you have any big unanswered questions that you hope will be answered in the next five years? Why am I here? Why am I here in general on Earth? As in... So again, it comes, up, it comes down to what I was writing about at the weekend. What? Why am, why am I here? And what I mean by that is, what is my main purpose? What... Especially because that comment that I made about one of the things that I want to be remembered for is if someone says, oh, what has Ben like? I'd like to be remembered as useful. And how how am I serving that use? What am I useful for? It's, it's I think, one of the things I'd like to unfold over the next five years. Because I don't just think it's 
creating content or doing things online, I think there's there's more that I have to offer. Love it. Okay, so less intense than that. The last one, the last question. If there is one tip that you can give your future self that you currently struggle to remember that you think you might have forgotten in five years, what would it be? I've got one. Anxiety is just you thinking about the future that hasn't even fucking happened. That is literally, you make a scenario in your head, worst case scenario that hasn't happened, it's made up, and then you worry about it because you, you've, you've made up this story and it's so vivid. Doesn't, doesn't not really there. That's the really hard thing to remember when you're actually in it. But you make up stories and then it's real. That story is real and it's never happened, but then you think it's happened. Lucy, it's fucking not happened, love. Calm down. <laughs> I think that's one for me. What was the question again? So it just <laughs> that's just Lucy Davis. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy Halden down to a T, that was. That I is you. Sure. Right down. Yeah, I want to make sure I answered the question correctly. It's good. I, the question was, if there's one tip you can give to your future self to remember that you currently struggle to remember. Yeah, that's fine. I do struggle to remember that. And hopefully in five years I won't be doing that. This, I th- I've got a couple for this and that's why I want to try and drill into one I don't want to give a multi half arse answer one thing one tip that I give myself that you struggle to remember mm-hmm. you sometimes have to remind yourself of I think I've got two things but probably the main one is that I struggle with is that it's just it's okay to do nothing. I struggle with doing nothing. Yeah, you do. I struggle just to not be... I think it's kind of okay, okay not to be some, doing something which doesn't contribute to productivity. Which I think is, is why I'm so drawn to Disney. I think it takes me back to a childhood of a time where I didn't do things for productivity. I just did things for enjoyment and happiness. Yeah, because we do not work on those Disney holidays, do we? Every other holiday, me and Ben, like, if we leave this country, we are working. That and then the other one I was talking with was the, the comparison one. I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite here because I often tell people don't compare yourself to other people, but I actually think it is impossible not to do that. So I think it's actually better to accept the fact that you're probably going to compare yourself to other people, recognise it, and then try and not... Not do, or, or try and not punish yourself for doing it because the thing that people do is go, fuck's sake, I'm doing it. Like, don't punish yourself for doing it because, again, it's within our DNA. It's survival of the fittest. What we'll do is we'll look at the people around us as a reference point. We use society as a reference point to almost sound check ourselves. So you, it's, it's just, it's part of human psychology that we compare ourselves. We've done it for thousands of years. We'll continue to do it, but don't beat yourself up when you do it. And I do it a lot. A lot, by the way, a lot of the advice that I give on podcasts or on posts or on twi- Twitter, or sound capsules, their advice to me. So when you see me speaking about things, that is also me giving advice to me because they're the things I've done and continue to do. Respect. Or if you were going to give yourself one piece of advice, Kelly, you can be oh you can be with inside our time capsule. It's just this one. Um, things that I struggle to remember. One. I think it would be cutting down 
on the screen time and the just worrying about bullshit. This weekend I went to my family's farm. My family have a farm up north in the Yorkshire Dales and no phone signal out in nature looking after some cows. There was a cow that was stuck in like a little walkway between where the mummy cows were and we had to help them get back in. And it was the best day that I've had in so long. And, you know, these Saturdays where you just kind of sit in, you wake up late, you flick through the news on your phone in the morning, you go to the gym, you're kind of on your phone during the gym, you come back, you watch a bit of a series, you have some lunch, you go for a walk, you're texting people and then you come back, you watch a movie in the evening and then you cook dinner and you fall asleep. Total waste of a day. I need to get used to having a bit more. So if you could epitomise that, would it be put more lambs in ovens? More lambs in ovens. That's a good quote because of... <laughs> Fall that back. Yeah, no. So there was Explain a, it, Cal. There was a time when I was... It's, it's not Cal into kind of some bestiality or no, tortured no, no, animals. No, no. Um, no, so anyone who knows farms know that the central part of any farm is an arger. I think, has your family got an Argo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So an Argo is like an oven that is always on, basically. And one of these random memories that I have from being a very young child is walking into a farm, uh, into the, the kitchen, which is like the central piece of this farm, and hearing like, coming, and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And I was really young, and I walked over, and they had one of the parts of the Argo was off, and there was a really sick baby lamb inside mm. getting warm. And because that's where they just keep the lambs. And there was just a baby. And there's a picture like of that me. That story's going to go a different way. No, 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 no. They weren't like killing it. Or I thought it was going to be like the lamb is cooking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, no, they were look, just, you know, warming up the slack. Because it was very cold out. I think it was in the middle of winter. We went up just randomly one day and, yeah, found a baby lamb inside the oven. And it was just warming up. And then one year, my uncle put a load of wet shotgun cartridges into the <laughs> oven. And my other uncle forgot that they were in there, turned the oven on, they all exploded. So <gasps> that was great. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, uh, I mean. Spends it, huge life at the farm. It's a, uh, it seems to be a common reoccurring theme about the the phone time. And I said this in many podcasts back of that, how we are literally like Flintstones in the fast lane of a social media world at the moment because it's so new and we don't understand mm. the full dynamics of it and the effects that's going to go into have long term. And it's, worrying the amount of the, no no it's worrying the amount of data that's <sighs> indicating that mental health is getting worse and the screen time that we have is getting higher and i am actually a little a little bit worried for especially our kids with screen times and stuff i think there's actually a lot of data that talks about children who go out and play uh, and ha and happiness and it just worries me the amount of time that not only we spend on screens at the moment, it's something that I'm really conscious of. Uh, and just to finish off, Cal, on what the question that you asked, I'd probably, if I could ask myself a question to put in this in like 10 years time, I'd ask myself, and it's something that really gives me context, is does it matter? You know, when something goes wrong and you really drill into it, like, could you give me, a, you don't have to overshare, could you give me a problem that you've had or something that, you've had to face over the past however many months or weeks um i don't know my car broke down and that was basically like the end of my life when it happened and i was extremely stressed about it and then yeah. you know took it to the garage uh, it's like does it in a grand scheme of things does it matter yeah it's about 300 quid that's fine all sorted i think you me and cal were quite good actually in this you were not when the high rocks launch got delayed a week me and cal were like 
sound. We've got another week. We can get more content. Like, absolutely fine. Because we were quite stressed about the launch. Mm. You were so stressed. Like, me and Cal kind of downplayed it in terms of we've got everything sorted. Because you were so stressed that this delay, this had been pushed back a week. And it's like, it didn't actually matter. It only mattered to us because it's our baby. It's what we were doing. But we were quite good in that. We, yeah. we had a conversation being like, we need to make Ben not stressed. I think it, Ben's really stressed about it. Yeah. I think it's good sometimes to like try and make the absolute best of a total shit situation. Like for this podcast, for example, I think it's been a good chat that we've mm. had today. Oh, yeah. However, it came off the back of just to overshare a little bit. Well, to Don't say the curtain it, back. Yeah. No, of course not. We, um, we had a podcast scheduled this morning and unfortunately, you know, I woke up at, I don't even know what time, like quarter to six in the morning. We were supposed to be a very early one for an international guest. And unfortunately, they weren't able to make it last mm-hmm. minute. So we had to yeah. reschedule, which was just a bit unfortunate. Um, but we were like, it's fine. Yeah. We got we got this. Because it is when, when stuff changes so quick in our industry, you can kind of almost really panic. But then as Kyle said, you, you look at the positives out of that situation, whatever the fuck up is or the failure. And then you just, it's like, okay, that just doesn't matter. Just, move, just go, go next. With that, like my my response a lot of the time is I act very quickly on emotion. Yeah. So that's why I'll get stressed straight away, but then I'll leave myself 30 minutes and then the logical thought process comes in. That's why I have to ask myself those things of, does it really matter? And that's when it, come, when it comes down to it, nothing really matters. I think having yeah. that view helps. Um, and then the whole thing of asking yourself and... And, you know, when you keep, and you kept asking yourself, you drill down to it being absolutely oh, nothing. Oh, why? Jamie, Jamie did that to me on that yeah. podcast. And I was like, I think that was I a little, like, he, was trying to deal, he was trying to drill into your why. But what I'm saying is, say, for example, you said, oh, yeah, but then if I do that, this is going to be broken. And you go, and. Yeah. And, and you drill down to actually nothing matters because you get to such a, a basic, basic thought process. But so, sometimes I was even speaking to Cal again about the other day about how we had a, had a comment from someone who had said, basically, I wouldn't want to live the way that you live. And at first, I was fucking fuming. Well, they wouldn't want to live how you live. The way that I live, you yeah. probably don't want to which, live how they live. Which at the, at the time is quite offensive because I'm like, wow, this is my life. This is the way that I live my life. And it offended me. And then, obviously, at first, you're offended, emotions are high. But then when you go away and think about it, you, you think about the reasons of why someone said that, the purpose behind it, what position that person's in. Am I actually happy in my life? Yes. So why does it matter what someone else's opinion is on it? I, I just um, immediately at first, and I'm sure as a lot of other people do, act on emotion. That's just a very weird thing to say to someone though. Because I, I wouldn't want to live anyone else's life. I love I love my life. I never, I never, I never openly go to someone being like, I would hate to live your life. What rude things is that? <laughs> like also, going, I think a lot, a lot of negative eyes. comments come from jealousy, and I'm sure Cal won't mind us talking about this. But this morning we spoke about like whenever we leave negative comments, it usually comes from a place where we're not in a good place. Yeah. Mm. So there was a there was a time probably seven, six, seven years ago. I remember just le- like uh, a photographer who I really, really, actually still to this day admire, look up to, really great photographer. Um, Put up something and it was just talking about like you know hippy dippy stuff like oh mars is in the sky and so i'm feeling extremely creative at the moment and it's such a, and I, I just tagged a friend and then put like a rolling eyes emoji that was all i did yeah yeah and i was like oh yeah whatever and you know in our group chat we were like god this guy is just so full of shit but i, I completely 
I think even at the time knew that it was just coming from a place of total jealousy. This mm. guy was just coming back from a trip in South Africa. He'd gone and like shot with some really incredible brands and his work was something that I still to this day like try and emulate. Like he's a brilliant, brilliant creative. And then I, I went to look at his profile like a, a week later and it blocked me. And I was so hurt by it mm. because he was completely right to block me. And just, yeah, I was just putting out total negativity. He was probably like on the way to a, an incredible shoot that morning, saw a negative comment and went, oh, that's weird, block. Didn't think any more about it. And I still to this day think about that fucking negative comment I left for no yeah. reason. Just out of nowhere. I think if you could, it's so difficult to do, have that self-awareness at the time. But if you ever think about, oh, I'm about to leave a negative comment, you ask yourself why yeah. and what does it achieve? Yeah. And there's an actual person behind that account. Yeah, for sure. It will probably stop you from doing it. Because I don't think I've, I've, if ever or very rarely left, left a negative comment, uh, probably at some point, I can't, can't remember. The, there's sometimes maybe a reason of where you can do it. For example, I created a YouTube video last week, which is a bit negative about two people. But I'm not sorry for doing that because I believe it helps the greater good. They were creating a lot of shit in a space and industry where I don't like people taking advantage of. And for me in that position, it was warranted. But I think if I, yeah, I just think if you're going on people's stuff and leaving negative comments, it usually comes from a place of where if you're, if I'm the person who gets them, I try and think about where's that comment come from or what place that person in. I do enjoy if someone leaves a negative comment and you block them, Nothing is more infuriating for that person that they then can't see your profile. I've had people message Ben asking them to unblock them. I've had like their partners message me and I'm like, I understand. But if you've made a comment that's made me feel, you would just be blocked. I don't want you to see my profile. So it's worse, It's almost like worse for them when they've been blocked and then they're thinking, oh my God. And I'm just thinking, sorry, but... Am I just also sending, I'm not here for that. Am I just also sending Conor McGregor quotes back to people when they come? I'm brave faced before I live and I'm bounce. They'll block <laughs> you. Good, they will block good, you. good. Good. <laughs> but no, block, blocking is a, a nice tool that Instagram had created yeah. for people like Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic people like me. <laughs> no, but that was actually a very enjoyable podcast. Thank you for that, Cal. That it, was, it, it, um, actually, it's quite offensive, though, isn't it? Sorry. Remember when that girl blocked you for no reason? Who blocked me? But there's a girl who you liked on social media, and I think she blocked you by accident because I don't think you'd ever wrote anything on her profile. I've never written anything on Instagram. And I think she blocked you by accident. And you're like, you follow her and she follows you. Why has she blocked me when I've never even spoken yeah, to her? Yeah, I, but I really... Um, you were offended by it? Um, huge person that I looked up to, but then I think they'd unblocked me later on. So it was an accidental block, but I was like, what? Because I do not comment on people's posts in that way. Um, so I can't imagine that I've, I've blocked a lot of people who said certain stuff and I'm thinking, God, they met, they go out their way to message Ben to unblock me. And Ben's like, she's not going to unblock you yeah. because you've obviously done something that's offended her. Each to their own. Don't be a dick online and then you won't get blocked. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember that though. I was mortified. I was mortified, <laughs> but it was an accidental block. The other thing in, in capture, the thing it's interesting who's going to be in your friendship group still in another 10 year time, because if you look back 10 years from now, uh, like to 2020, it wouldn't be the same people. It is interesting as you go through. I've even met some people more so quite recently, just been on holiday with them. I, I, 
I can't imagine. I've only just properly got close to another two of them, but one of them in particular. I can't imagine them not being in my life. Yeah. And I'm 26. Yeah, I've, I've, and I've lost some friends and they can stay lost yeah. because quite frankly, they just, no words actually on that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just. Mm. That needs to be done sometimes. Yeah. I, I've cut one or two people out and I think if the only thing that you have in common with those friends is talking about old times yeah. and you don't have any new memories or anything recent to speak about, it's probably an indication that the friendship is fizzling out and you're less in common than you think. Yeah, it's also okay that you go through life yeah, and, and things change or, oh, yeah, if you don't have, like when I, bless myself, when I quit swimming, I, my friends were only swimmers. I have one singular friend left who was a swimmer who was invited to the wedding. One out of like 20 people. We just didn't have any, I didn't have anything in common with the other swimmers. There's nothing nothing wrong. We just, you you grow out of certain friendships and there was just one in particular who we stayed in contact because we had more than just swimming. Mm. We had more depth to our relationship. And that is all I have to say on that topic. Yeah. Worried about our children swimming. I'm not concerned about our children swimming at all. Uh, They're they just like I am, dense and non-floaty. Yeah, but I'm dense. You can At least you can dive in and save them. Yeah, but I am dense. Yeah, but I don't float. I just sink. But did you know a lot of the time when swimmers are in like the sea or pools and stuff, more, more so the sea, because they're so confident a lot of swimmers can drown. Really? Yeah, because they'd go out in a current and think they can swim against okay. it. You ca- cannot, fun fact, swim against a strong current. It will. The sea is one of the most powerful things in the world. It will wash you out and then you might get eaten by a shark. Oh, that's me. I'll just be there with my woggle. Well, ben will, be, ben will be safe on land. Yeah. I will be in the sea in the current. Anyway, we've gone off track, off topic, so we will end the podcast there. Yeah, we hope you enjoy this, Lucy and Ben, in 10 years' time. Oh, yeah, enjoy the podcast episode, Lucy and Ben, Halden, in 10 years' time. Hopefully watching it with your little sprogs. I'm happier than ever. Sorry, I know we're just about to end. Do you ever think how much you would pay to be able to watch a podcast episode of your parents when they were... 26 and 31. Mate, I, I would pay would, thousands yeah. Or a YouTube video. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I, th- I think it is probably has more value to it though because it's not possible. Whereas all kids is like, oh, I just watch mum and dad True. all the time. Yeah, mm. God. Yeah. yeah, it's so fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. We're going to be, <laughs> when our kids go to school, we're going to be the embarrassing parents. Mm. I'm going to be a cool mum. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a fucking cool mum. Be the embarrassing parents and they'll turn for an M3. Yeah. You know? I, that's the other thing. I mean, this is for another episode. I just, I don't want, like, I want my kids to have to go through some hard shit. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. There, yeah, I want there are ways to do hardship that aren't like, like, take them skiing on to Yeah. That's, that's a hard yeah, thing. That I, just, I, I, I want them to like, go and have a paper round or go into the milk yeah, bottles yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. because I want them to, yeah. I want them to understand worth and value. Another thing, I can't remember what his name is, it was the guy, I think he's from Iran, maybe. And I don't know whether I'd use this technique, but I I like the way of creating worth. So what they do is, when his kids want toys, he says that toy is worth half a book or so many pages of a book, or that's worth a full book because that's an expensive toy. And then I have to go away, read the book, and then also tell them about the book because it's not just like, oh, I read 10 pages. Like, yeah, did you share? And then they get the toys. It's like, not just, oh, I get whatever I asked for because my daddy's rich. It's it's, There's value to it. And also they learn something through it as well, which I actually quite like. 
Agreed. Yeah, it's interesting. Whether I don't know whether you use that concept, but I like some system of creating worth and value in what you get. Like, no, I think like lottery winners when you don't have any skin in the game or you don't understand the worth of something because it's just been given to you. It's given or lost a lot easier. Bedtime stories is going to be a thing in this house, you know. Not for me. But you will not read our children a bedtime story. You're good at doing that. I honestly, I envision myself doing that and I'm so, no matter what the book is, from the age of one. Will you do the voices? Or let, get, I'm going to dress up as a I, fucking I character. Could, Ben's going to come in and I'm going to be like. I can do the monster because I'm just monotone so I'll just, I can play one character and you can play every other. But I do think it's important to read to your kids yeah. as an adult because it does help them no, pick up language and it helps them learn. I honestly, bedtime stories with my nan or my mum and dad. I, I mean, it also helps them get into routine. It helps bedtime. From the age of young, 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 they will be having a bedtime story from their mum, mm-hmm. which is me. We are going to end the podcast though, because we are really in depth Yeah, we're getting into different to- topics. Talk about the Hungry Caterpillar. That was a good book though, wasn't it? <laughs> Did anyone read that one? Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Hungry Caterpillar. Very hungry I, wa- I wonder if there's kind of like Hungry Caterpillar 2, Hungry Caterpillar 3. Hungry Caterpillar. I also read Miffy. At what point does he turn into the Hungry Butterfly, you know? At the end of Hungry Caterpillar 1. So then the sequel. Oh, yeah, but he could have kids and stuff. Oh, okay, Come on. Let us know in the comments if there's Hungry like, Caterpillar like 1, hey 2, Arnold. and 3. That's not I me. was listening to the Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Yeah. Hey, T-double you. You know, don't football head. Every day when you're walking, walking down, down the street, street and everybody, is, you don't remember that? Which? No. God. I didn't. I didn't. That's watch not that, that, is it? It's not a different one. Hey Arnold. Oh, I'm thinking You're of thinking of Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking of? Hey Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They've had like literally oh, football. And his Hey Arnold. The granddad yeah. had like the yeah. yeah. Looked like a bit of a penis on his head. We can see pee the following. <laughs> you proper started to sing Arthur. 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 Yeah. Yeah. They were good vibes. Everybody that you meet. As I know, <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, 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 h